Welcome to Thrive Deeper, an ongoing conversation with Dr. Matthew Jacoby, author of the Thrive Bible Reading Guides, teaching pastor, and leader of the Psalmist Band Sons of Korah. Join us as we go deeper into the Bible, discussing the passages as we read them together with Thrive. Now, here's your host, DJ Payne. Ahoy, and welcome to episode 13 of Thrive Deeper. It is I, your humble host, CJ Payne, and uh, you're joining myself and Matthew Jacoby as we get into the book of Philippians. That's right, through the Thrive Daily Readings, we have started in the book of Philippians. And so on this week's episode, we're going to give you an introduction to the book. We'll have a look at the region, the history of the church in that area, according to the book of Acts, and uh, all things introducing this wonderful letter from Paul to this church in Philippi. Now, as we begin this week's episode, you're going to break into a conversation that Matt and I were having at the time of the recording. Matt was about to head off and we were talking about all the things we had to do that day. He was just talking about how he had to pack for an upcoming tour with his band Sons of Korah. So that's where we're going to break into the conversation as we join Matt and I looking at this book of Philippians. So thank you so much again for joining us for Thrive Deeper. After the break, we'll be straight into this discussion. Queensland. Yeah, packing for Queensland, yeah. Uh, Sons of Cora tour. Queensland. How many how many gigs? <laughs> Four, five, five gigs. Five gigs? Yeah. Just playing or do you do you do any gigs anymore where you're preaching and playing? Um, no, they're mostly I sort of do a bit of both, you know, man, probably can't keep my mouth shut. <laughs> so um, I do uh, it's it's they're mainly concerts, like three concerts, and they'll play at a couple of churches. And the church kids, well. do they do, do do they expect you to speak as well of just play? Uh, yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, probably more, even more so at the church gigs because yeah. they're, they're used to having a sort of message. So we do a bit of a mixture of message and cool. and, uh, and music. So yeah, I think by the sad. Th- thing is the time this episode comes out, you'll have already probably been and come back. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Totally uh, changing gears all of a sudden, uh, grinding the clutch here as we change gears. Uh, we're getting into the book of Philippians. Yeah. In reading through Thrive, we have finished Ephesians, uh, and what a wonderful experience that was. Uh, thank you for everybody who's uh, sent in some feedback and enjoying the book of Ephesians. We we enjoyed it as well. And now we get into this beautiful little short book, this four-chapter book of um, the book of Philippians, the letter mm. to the Philippians uh, from the Apostle Paul. Let's uh, let's take a step backwards and set the scene mm. for, for this book, and let's talk about the establishment of um, believers mm. in this area uh, that we read about in the book of Acts. Mm. So Acts 16 talks yeah. about um, uh, Paul and uh, Silas uh, going to um, and Timothy going to uh, to Philippi, and which is right, which is for the modern day. People looking at a okay, map. Okay, so it's it's kind of up near Macedonia. So think of the the Greek peninsula there, yeah. and, and sort of follow the coast, go north. So uh, this is this is on uh, on is I got it right. This is Paul's second missionary trip. I think it's in in the book of Acts, in the book of uh, sixteen. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so now he's getting further into what we would call Europe. Yeah. Than than yeah, you know right. than yeah. ever before. 
Yeah, so they they come into this city and um and, and, and sorry, just to give you background, Timothy's Timothy's brand new. Yeah, yeah, Timothy's, like he's he's Timothy's the new apprentice, new. and and he features in this story a, a, a bit. Yeah, um, as we'll see now. Um, they uh, Paul's custom is actually to, to look for, for a synagogue. That, mm. That's he, he always um, begins there in each area. And as it happens, there wasn't a synagogue uh, in Philippi. But what so what they do is that they go down to the to the river to, to the riverside uh, to pray. Now, was that was um, that a like a custom yeah, thing? Yeah, it, it is because it, because the use of water and 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 cleansing is part of. In fact, you get the same thing during the exile, uh, actually, uh, which is testified to in Psalm 137 by the rivers of Babylon. There we go. There we okay. sat and wept yep. when we remembered Zion. So that's where they would gather to pray by the river. So he goes down to the river uh, there in Philippi, and he doesn't meet many people, but he does meet um, some women actually that come down. Uh, to to pray, and then one crucial, and one crucial uh, woman who's actually not a Jew, a Jewess. She's um, what, what's known as a as a God fearing Gentile, mm. so someone that's attached themselves uh, to to the Jewish people. Now, there was always an issue there because Judaism. Uh, was very much uh, a national sort of thing. It's, it's you know, very hard to to become a Jew if you're not a Jew, and mm. and so th- they were very much understood two classes. And whenever it's described, you know, there were Jews and God fearing Gentiles, and they could never really become one. No. Uh, n- not in that system. But mm. a lot of Gentiles were attracted to Judaism, were attracted to the simple monotheism. And um, but they were never really allowed to have full status. They were sort of yeah. adjunct, you know. Yeah. Anyway, she's one of these, and of course, this is what's important then about a lot of the writings of Paul, where he says, "No, no, you're not adjunct to anything. Yeah. You, you know, uh, we are one in Christ, Jew and Gentile." So that's for us, it doesn't mean much. But in those days, given that. With Judaism, Gentiles could only ever be these sort of second class. Yeah, um, and so you members. can imagine on that riverbank where Lydia, this seller uh, of purple, you know, material yeah, yeah. or whatever, uh, she hears Paul explain the gospel, that's what right, it means yeah. to her as a Gentile, and she uh, she is there. She's yeah, right that's there. right. Yeah. So in fact, it says the Lord opened her heart. Yeah, and she she re- you know to to receive. Uh, Paul's words. So he he meets these women uh, women down there. One of them is Lydia, as you have said. She uh, she was a quite a wealthy merchant uh, woman. Um, she actually is going to become the sort of head of the first house church there. Yeah. Now, uh, in the last episode, we were talking about the importance of the role of women um, yeah. actually in the church, and Lydia is a classic example because yeah. she, um, you know, the, the the church is going to meet in her house. She's going to be the patron of that uh, of that first Philippian church. So, so if if we put our mind back into you know whenever this was happening, Paul sitting down there, you know, forty nine, fifty years, you know, AD type of thing with his with his crew with his yep. little, you know, Silas and, and young Timothy there yep. with him. How many cultural taboos was he breaking as a Jewish man, as a, as a former Pharisee, in speaking to this Gentile woman, you know, and preaching mm. the gospel to her? Yeah, he 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 didn't mind crossing those <laughs> taboos for the you know for the sake uh, for the sake of the gospel. Yeah. Even his ministry among the Gentiles uh, as a that that whole thing actually was was really. Controversial, but of course, his part of his good news was was that God was doing these amazing things. That now is the age for the spread of the kingdom of God, yeah. um, and and he was leading the charge. Yeah. And but it wasn't a it wasn't a forceful spread. It it was a um, it was this outreach uh, in in this. Um, 
something different to what they expected. So, um, so yeah, so Lydia, Lydia comes to faith uh, and actually they were imprisoned um, in, uh, in Philippi because they pray for a slave girl who's delivered of a demon and she yes. can't tell fortunes anymore. It's, it's like, like, again, we talked about it last issue about the demonization of people. Yeah. There's another practical example right. of this where this incredible story of this, of, uh, you know, this, uh, slave, uh, demonized woman, yeah. young, you know, young, young woman who is being kept in that state yeah. because these, you know, They're Philippian men are yeah. making money from yeah. from her, and she keeps on badgering Paul yeah. and uh, and Silas and you know, you know, obviously Luke and everybody there, yeah. and she keeps saying, you know, these men are the most servants of the high God, you know, they've come to tell you how to be saved. Yeah. So she's a, isn't it interesting because she is, uh, she's a fortune teller and. Um, and and she through this is is able to recognise yeah. it's it's such a it's a bizarre it's a, it's it's a, a bizarre, bizarre sort of situation. So you know there really is, there's something real going on there. It's yeah. it's not just yes. hocus pocus pretend sort of stuff. No, but it's um and this you know this of course is why this kind of thing was you know throughout scripture strictly forbidden because it's it's playing into the devil's hands as it were like yeah. um, spiritism and and um, Fortune telling and all of that sort of stuff is, you know, really playing into the devil's hands. Anyway, she is able to do this because she um, is enabled by this demonic spirit to do this. And I love how Luke records it. You know, he's yeah. like, "This went on day after day." Yeah, that's right. Until finally, Paul, you know, he you, dri- yeah, he dri- you, you just see him snap and yeah. go, "Right enough, I've had enough," and just, just with a word, yeah. bang. He he, yeah. he drives a demon yeah, dro- from her, yeah. and and that was it. Their money had dried up. These these guys, and causing much ruckus. These you know they they brought them into the jail. They're sent to jail. Yeah, and uh, well, actually, they're beaten first. Yes, that's right. That's they're right. Severely right. beaten first. Let's not uh, <laughs> yeah. leave that. And while they're in jail, you know they're they're, they're singing praises to God, and there's a uh, there's an earthquake, and and uh, and the doors fly open, and, and it's um, the Philippian jailer. Uh, yes. thinks that they've all escaped, yeah. sees the doors, thinks that they've escaped and is about to kill himself. Now, this the famous is a, story. This is a miraculous thing. Like a lot of people go, yeah. oh, was this a some sort of earthquake and a door creaked open? No, 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 no. This is a miraculous moment yeah. because not only did every door fly open, the prisoner's chains had fallen off. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And and the prisoners are, you know, going, what do we do? And Paul takes charge. Yeah, that's as, right. As yeah. he does. I mean, it, it may have been a – there were actually a number of earthquakes in that area, so yes. it may have been a legit – uh, earthquake in the whole region, but um, so and uh, he sees that they're, they're there, and and this this guy recognizes that something incredible has happened, and um, and they actually they lead this guy to faith, and yeah. his whole family they're all baptized. The suicidal jailer, mind yeah, yeah, you, because he's right. thinking, oh, I'm done for. <laughs> I'm done for. Right, <laughs> pulls out his sword, ready to he, go, and they're like, no. Well, he takes. He see he takes it because he takes them home, yeah. uh, and and washes their wounds and looks after them, and then they all go back to the jail. You know, in the meantime, they've all been baptized. Back in his his whole household has been baptized, yeah. and um, so that's the beginning of this church. You know, yeah. it's Lydia, and it's the Philippian jailer and his whole household. <laughs> I love <laughs> you know, it, Lydia. Well, it would have been Lydia and her household, yes, and households included servants and, yes. and uh, slaves. Yeah, uh, and they make a point. Uh, Luke, you know, Doctor Luke writing Acts makes a point. And talking about Lydia and talking about the jailer, their entire households. You know, he makes yeah. a, he makes a point of saying yeah, that that's this, right. this wasn't just an individual. Yeah. This was a community thing yeah. beginning right there. That's right. And the interesting thing is, you know, uh, 
because the, the, the big theme in, in the early early chapters, I'll, we'll say something more about the setting of Philippians in a moment. But the interesting thing in the early chapters, he's eager, because he's Paul, when he writes this, is in prison in Rome when he's writing the letter to the Philippians. And he's eager to convince them this isn't a reversal of things because, oh, Paul's put in, put, in, put in prison. Yeah. You know, does this mean where, as in this movement, Christian movement, are we losing or something? Paul says, no, 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 no. In fact, he reminds them actually that God's purpose is being served here actually while he's in prison. And they should know that because uh, if it wouldn't have been for um, Paul being in prison in Philippi, Half of the, you know, like a, a big section of their congregation would not even yeah. be there. They, they would never have reached them. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting that that th- there's this wonderful emphasis in those early chapters of um, God's purpose first. You know, God, it's it's God's more interested in His purpose than our convenience, mm. and um, and so Paul had Paul and his friends had to suffer this terrible uh, beating and imprisonment, uh, but actually it was all about reaching that. Reaching that family, mm, you know, mm, he reaches mm. the jailer yeah. and his family who become key members of the of the early church. You know, well, was it worth it? Well, God so loved the world that He sent His only Son uh, for our salvation. So, uh, in the same way, He sends Paul into this into this situation because it's purpose first. Mm. And Paul, in this letter to the Philippians, is saying to them, "Guys, this isn't a setback. Don't be alarmed." Uh, God's purpose is being served through me being in jail and always will be. And he, he's just encouraging them, think purpose first, guys, purpose first. That's <laughs> you know? it. Um, and and, and yeah. it's, a, it's a funny, it's a funny, in the, we're wrapping up in the book of Acts, the birth of this, uh, you know, this community in, 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 in Philippi is, you know, they get the, the, the jealous says, "All right, the the powers of be have said you can go." Yeah, and Paul Paul kicks up a fuss, and this is that first yeah. introduction you get to this thinking man of Paul, how he's got some bigger yeah. plan about yeah. getting further to the officials and everything, and yeah, he goes, yeah. "No, hang on, I'm a Roman citizen." Yeah, and they're like, "What?" And he's like, yeah, yeah. "You beat a Roman citizen here," and they were like, "I oh, don't know, no, please go, just go yeah, out of yeah. town, just leave yeah, us, yeah. leave us, leave us." Yeah. And so th- they meet with the believers, encourage the believers, and off they go again. Yeah. It's it's just a first introduction into something bigger's going on yeah. here in the way that yeah. Paul is thinking. So just just uh, some of the background then um, to the letter. So um, pretty much within a few months of Paul's arrival uh, in Rome, when he, he's a prisoner in Rome, and we read about that at the end of uh, the Book of Acts. You know, the Philippians um, become they, they become aware of this situation, and. They then want to support Paul in, yes. in imprisonment. I mean, when you're in prison in the ancient world, you know it's not necessarily three meals a day and blankets and, uh, and no. y- you other people have to look after you. And if yeah. other people don't look after you, you're in for a really hard time. Yeah. Um, so th- there's minimal expense is going to be spent on you. So Paul needs help, and they they rally to that, and um, so they um, raise a large monetary gift. Uh, Paul refers to that in. Um, Chapter four, verse eighteen. Um, now that that now, in the back of our mind, we can remember Lydia's there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, yeah, there's yeah, Lydia who's yeah. who, and her whole household who was so thankful yeah. that when she obviously if she's yeah. if she's a woman of wealth and a household of wealth, he, they hear this news, yeah. they are heartbroken and yeah. bang, she's going to do what yeah. she can. And look at this at this stage. There's also some challenges actually uh, in this church, as it was with all of the early churches. Um, mm. These these are infant Christian communities, and of course. 
uh, we spoke in the last episode in Ephesians that there are spiritual forces working against us, and mm-hmm. and th- th- this you get this sense that this is happening. You know that that there's that there are these forces working against the church, wanting to destroy everything. There were bad influences coming from outside, people wanting to mislead them, and so forth. Um, uh, probably in this case, um, what uh, people who are coming to these churches saying you need to obey all of these rules probably more from a jewish um uh perspective but probably gentile most probably gentile judaizers is what we would think okay. you know th- those who have been drawn into a really legalistic religious sort of form of observance yes. people like that were a real problem in the early church mm-hmm. um when when what was meant to be a, a wonderful vibrant family relational you know it it got the the one of the greatest temptations with that was that for that to become sort of ossified into this religious observance. What do you mean by ossified? Well, like really kind of this hard, hardcore. You need to tick all these religious boxes. You yes. need to do all of these things, which really derailed yeah. this vital movement, which was all relationally based. It's and about an ongoing yeah, war that Paul was waging it's ongo- all the throughout, time throughout his letters. He, he's standing against this this tendency to religiousize to make a religion mm. uh in out of something that that's meant to be community oriented and relationship oriented and and um meant to be about a relationship with God through Christ and about the family of faith and reaching out to people um, but isn't, in isn't Jesus but name. isn't that a common thing it's the, for, it's the so even for us today history of the church right? yeah. <laughs> that's the history of the church if, if I look at the history of my own heart yeah yeah that, that's the common thing this this in inbuilt thing within me that wants to become religious and yeah. tick the box to make it feel like I'm doing something yeah that's right it's a it's human tendency it's because because a relationship with God uh, involves cons- that sense of accountability, and mm. we, we've, as I sometimes say to to our church, you know, our hearts have bad wheel alignment. We keep, you know, we we you know we we go to the left and the right, and 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 veer off off track in terms of this relationship, and and we lose that mm. relational cutting edge with God, you know, because we want to do things our way, and mm. and to sort of make ourselves feel but you know we 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 hide behind religious observance you know well i'll just it's like i'll keep god at a distance um so that i can avoid that sense of accountability uh why we'd want to do that anyway because that's it's the most liberating accountability but Mm. you know so we fall into this religious practice i'm going to tick all these boxes kind of keep god happy sort of religion well not only does it happen to us, not only has it happened throughout the history of the church where um, we again and again, when things go wrong, it tends to harden into a, you know, religious observance. It happens mm. here. Mm. And throughout the writings of Paul, he's, he, he is constantly vying against that. Well, that, that sort of influence was being exerted uh, on this uh, Philippian church. Um, you know, th- they, they are um, feeling this... Fragmenting the community a, mm-hmm. a little bit, so um, and also you know th- there's some uh, th- reading between the lines. You know, some people going through some hard times. You know, yeah. this seems to be cause for anxiety. You know, Paul's famous statement: "Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything." It seems like he's speaking to s- some situation of hardship there in the city that 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 they had reason to be 
anxious about, which is all the more remarkable, by the way, that they still, even in the light of their own need, raise this wonderful gift for exactly. Paul to, to support exactly. him. So all of these factors combined uh, to create disagreements, distrust, you know, it's like, uh, and there's some problems with, with dissension and, and so forth in, in the church, as is to be expected with the infant church, you know, that they are experiencing uh, all of these challenges. So, you know, they're conscious of the fact they're in need of spiritual help. And um, so they send uh, a man called Epaphroditus yeah. with this gift. They send him to Paul, to visit Paul in prison. And they actually want Paul to keep Epaphroditus as his assistant and send Timothy back. Oh, they want wow. Timothy to come back. Yeah, because they, they love – Yeah, they, well, Paul can't come back because he's in prison. Yeah. But Timothy is with Paul. Yes. And Timothy is, isn't uh, a prisoner. Yeah. And, and, you know, Timothy is, is a really important character uh, um, in, in the early church. And, and like, He was the, like Paul's 2IC, really. Yeah, and yeah. he was often one that went into church, into churches – for a medium term to actually build up and strengthen things and mm. and we'll get on in, in in a future edition of thrive to the Paul's letters to Timothy yeah 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 which are instructions to these churches that Timothy's been put in charge of and if we look back at Acts 16 when we read about the beginning <clears throat> of that church that's the birth of of Timothy being a follower of Christ as well yeah. like that's yeah, the, yeah, that's like right. he was yeah. brand new to it all so that would have a real special time yeah. and i think we see that in chapter 1 you know looking at the background of chapter 1 Paul is just overflowing in this sweetness of language. Yeah. You know, he, he's saying, you've got a special place in my heart, you guys. Yeah. Like, he yeah, really yeah. Ta is talking about something special. So it's obviously a real special time that he's fondly remembering yeah. back then, and they have played such a big yeah, part in his right. life. And, and also he, he's taken by the fact that even in the midst of their own need, they've sent this enormous gift, yeah. which which for him, he's so touched by this in his imprisonment. I mean, they really have, have blessed him uh, in his imprisonment, and he's so thankful for that. But he can't send Timothy. <laughs> this is the, you know, he 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 really needs Timothy uh, there with him, and so he's going to send Epaphroditus back, and he yeah. sort of knows, okay, they're going to be disappointed, but I'm going to, but so he sends this letter, yeah. um, with, this with, letter yeah. back with Epaphroditus, um, you know, they're, they're uh, and and it's just full of encouragement, and th this this is where this this message comes across. Where he says to them, guys, you need to think big picture. You need to think purpose before anything. You need to uh, put the bigger purpose before your own ambitions, preferences, desires. Big picture. And he says, in fact, let 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 them this mind be in you that was in Jesus Christ, and yeah. th and that who did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, who being in the very nature of And then you get this wonderful uh, passage in um, chapter 2 about that describes the incarnation of Christ, yeah. who, who came down, became nothing, submitted to death, even death and a cross. It's... It's rich theology, and and oh. and it's it's the it's the classic passage that's cited as the, um, it's the incarnation passage. Yeah. And yet for Paul, it's it's got this practical. Yeah. As always. Uh, yeah, it's, as it's, always. It's totally practical. It's not yeah. just it's not just this abstract because it's very it's theologically dense, but it's 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 this um, sermon to inspire them. To be like that with one another. If Christ came and submitted to death on your behalf, surely 
you can sacrifice your preferences and your uh, whatever to, to, to the greater good. And so um, th- this is a key message in Philippians. It's like they, they need a – he's been so blessed to the, by them, but they also need a bit of a stern talking to. You know, they, they, need, they need this um, honest, uh, um, I suppose – a rebuke would be too strong, but they need this this they, they honest need, word. They need their founder of the church. You know, they need their, yeah. their spiritual father to say yeah. to them, guys. All right, back get, on get track. Get with the plan. Back yeah. on track. Yeah. Lots of divisions and 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 you know maybe these needs and issues are mm. um, causing them to retreat back into their own little uh, individualistic desires and needs and ambitions and he's saying come on let's gather together let's unite let's get back with the plan uh let's put others before ourselves in the big plan the overall um, book of Ephesians and it was like you know that clear cut chapter you know the first three chapters the first half of the book is like this climbing this amazing mountaintop of spiritual experience and then the final three chapters are well okay because of that therefore bang 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 there's a great uh, practical teaching that comes out of that really clear cut very great you know um, sermon plan everything Uh, Philippians is not so much that clear cut you know uh, point here it's a very little chunks of messages yeah. letter with as you already mentioned in Philippians mm. uh, chapter 2 you have that first half of chapter 2 is the incarnation yeah. passage yeah. and it's like this poem by yeah. Paul which is uh, you know well worthy of being you know committed to memorization it's this beautiful yeah. uh, you know uh, poem about Christ and who he is to us yeah. and that's like the like the the hub yeah. of a wheel in this letter, like yeah, that is, is the yeah. golden nugget of truth yeah. in the middle, yeah, and then beautiful. these other elements of practical application sort of spin yeah. off from that in chapter one, in chapter the, the rest of chapter two and three and four, yeah. with all this personal information in in, in, in a mix yeah. in it, and you see the reason why he talks about all these things always goes back to that part yeah. in chapter two. Yeah, it's. It's a beautiful letter, and and it, it is. There, there are a lot of different things going on because it seems to be there's a number of different uh, things going on. But there's some classic, some classic statements of Paul in in, in this letter, and and just I really encourage people to read this slowly and prayerfully, um, because as usual, even though this is written to a particular situation, it deals with issues that transcend just that situation. They, they are issues that we struggle with and face equally today. I mean, you just mentioned about the issue of being sort of religiousized yeah. or, or issues of division, uh, us focusing too much on what we want and what we think should happen or issues of losing a sense of the greater purpose. And it, it, this, this letter speaks profoundly to all of those things. It's so uh, applicable. Mm. 
As we look at, uh, as we start breaking apart, we've got, uh, we're only going to get into the beginning part of um, Philippians here, as we've given the background of it, the history of the foundation of the church, the history of the, you know, the why the Paul, you know, Paul is writing this letter in, uh, you know, from prison. Uh, and, you know, the wonderful uh, Epaphrodites as he's uh, brought, you know, he brings it to him. Yeah. And then we also read that in the bringing of this letter to, to Paul, yeah. he nearly dies. Yeah. The poor guy, he gets so yeah. sick. He does, yeah. You know, he ne- and Paul's like, well, he got so sick. In fact, he nearly died. So that's another reason I'm going to send him home because he misses you all terribly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he really wants to go back home. Yeah, you yeah, know, let's right. let's send you back there. Um, you know, all this practical, you know, wisdom and advice and all this stuff going on in uh, in in the book of Philippians. So why don't we um, just break down the beginning part of it uh, for this episode, and then uh, we'll be back next week uh, to sort of you know get get into the rest of the book of the you know the book of uh, Philippians here. So what jumps out at you, Matt, in in chapter one, as uh, you know, Paul's just you know glowing with praise mm. to this church. What what jumps out to you? Well. There? Uh- I mean, I, I won't say too much about this because I've, I think the main theme, as I've already said, is this, um, uh, you know, as he says in verse 12, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. So yeah. don't be don't be discouraged. Um, and he, he is very much using his own situation to inform their situation. Mm. This isn't him just talking about himself for his own, for his own sake. Um, like, for example, when he says things like... Um, uh, for me to live is Christ and to yeah. die is gain. Oh. Uh, if I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor to me. Which, yet, which shall I choose? I cannot tell. I'm hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. So it's not that wow. he's he's not, um, uh, he's not showing wishing... off his own spirituality. And he's not wishing for death. No, he's, he's not, not some... wishing for death. He's just saying, to me, to live is the purpose of God. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'm alive for you, right? Mm. And, um, and 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 for the for the purpose of God. And he's saying then to them, um, let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Verse twenty-seven, mm. chapter one. Mm. Um, so that whether I come to you or, or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit and one mind, striving side by side for for the faith of the gospel. Yeah. He says, "Come on." So he is putting himself here as an example. It's a wonderful thing that Paul uh, often does, that mm-hmm. he can say, look, follow, follow my example. True teacher, really yeah. the true teacher, yeah. who embodies the truth rather than just speaking about the ideals, yeah. which wasn't the case, actually. The most well-known teachers in, in, the, in the, the, the Greek world, you know, who at this time were the Stoics, their ideals were so far beyond anything that they even could remotely uh, achieve yes. that, that no one could really say, look at me. Though It was all just kind of out there. Whereas, you know, you have this amazing situation where, where Paul, not self-righteously because he recognises his faults, um, but he's, he is saying, this is where I'm going. Now, mm. go with me. Mm. Uh, l- l- be devoted to this uh, as I am and... and um, uh, so that's how he, he ex- exam And of course, chapter two, moving into chapter two then, um, as I said before, and, and again, don't need to say too much ab- about this. So, you know, he says, so if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy yeah. by being of the same mind, that yeah. is me, and having the same love, being full 
uh, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant uh, than yourselves. Let each one of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Um, having this mind among yourselves, uh, which... Uh, which is yours in Jesus Christ, who, and then it goes into this yeah. wonderful the uh, poem yeah. of of the incarnation, yeah. where he sets Christ up as the as the example, mm. and he's saying, guys, this is this is the movement. You mm. are part of a Jesus movement yeah. that is all about self sacrifice mm. and us winning the world through self sacrifice, not through asserting ourselves. Mm. Um, we, we're not. We don't go riding in on the war horse. We go lentil, gentle and lowly riding on a donkey, as yeah. Zechariah 9 and uh, Jesus triumphal And again, I love all that, like in my mind, all these little strings of thought from different parts of the book tie back to this beautiful poem. Yeah. It's, even in chapter one, we've just, you know, we've flown past chapter one. Reading chapter one again for me this time um, really hit home of the spirit of Paul, not. Like he talks about not doing stuff in self mm. selfish ambition, but he he makes that so practically minded where he keeps on talking about their role mm. in not only his suffering but in his victories. He yeah. he calls them partners. He calls them you know he says it's because of them. He keeps on yeah. saying you know look just because you're sitting at home doing your thing and preaching where you are called, yeah. I'm out here doing all this stuff. You're part like he yeah keeps you're on part be- of it too. That's right, and, and, and an incredibly important part. Yeah, yeah it, it just made me feel. That beautiful bigger picture to see the collective, uh, you know, move of Christianity. Though we might be not stuck, we might feel that we're stuck yeah. in the place that we're at. We can be involved and be partners with what with what you know God is doing around the world, wherever yeah. we can be. And He sees that yeah. as being partner in the yeah. gospel going out there. Yeah, and and even in fact, He recognizes that that some people, uh, perhaps even in Philippi. Are uh, doing ministry completely out of selfish yeah. motives. It, that it's about them, yeah. and it's about them building themselves. They're, they're, you know, perhaps they see the esteem yes. in which Paul is held, and they're thinking, oh, "I want to be esteemed like that as well." And so they're trying to, they're trying to build that, you know. And he says, "Some indeed in ver- one verse fifteen, he says, some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love." Uh, Verse 17, the former proclaimed Christ out of selfish ambition. And, I mean, that happens all the time. And yet, he says, um, uh, you know, not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. But what then? Only, uh, Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth. Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. Yeah. So he recognizes <laughs> that, you know what? Uh, yep, there, there are people out there who are going to do all of this for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And, you know, that that's true today. Like, oh. you, you, And it's it's true, to, to at least to some extent, of all of us. Yes. You know, n- no one has pure motives, you know, but it's a comfort to know that, uh, you know, God uses crooked sticks to make straight hits. But as yeah. we look at the, you know, sometimes we can be perturbed and people can get very cynical about, uh, you know, um, perhaps, you know, leaders out there and people who do these things for all of the wrong reasons. Mm. But Paul's attitude is, look, God's, God will use that. Yeah. E- even though, even though it's all for the, for the wrong reasons or they're in it for the money or they're in it for the esteem. Yeah. Yep. God knows that and he'll, st- he's still going to use that. Yeah. He'll, he'll still use that. And it actually is remarkably true. I- I've, 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 uh, you know, um, 
met people who come out of just the dodgiest situations mm. and yet genuine seeds by the grace of god yeah genuine seeds have been planted in situations that I, that that I, i've thought really were, were terrible almost cultic kind of yes. situations yes. and and it's not justifying that at all yet in the sovereignty of god god uses very crooked sticks to make very straight hits. Such a freedom in that verse there from Paul when he's, you know, again, in the in the chapter one where he's talking about all this, you know, political, selfish yeah. ambition, all this stuff, yeah. people having a go at him, you know, for where he is. Like, oh, you know, you can imagine the yeah. background of some of these preachers saying, you know, I'm blessed by God. Paul isn't because he's in chains. So yeah. look at me. And, he, and in the end, Paul, you just hear Paul saying, who cares? Exactly. Who cares? So, so he's not playing the care. game. Yeah, he's, he's not I, playing I'm out, that game. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. He's I'll not going to compete with these people. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, oh, no, that's great. Well, they're they're, they're preaching the, the, the gospel. Uh, um, you know, they're, they're doing it in a competitive sort of spirit and out of envy and selfish ambition. Yeah. But you know what he says? But hey, I'm depending on the fact that God will use that. Yeah. What a what a what a liberated attitude. But yeah. I also again reading it through this time and you and you just you touched on it just briefly a second ago, Matt, is that sometimes I again me being raised this type of way that I was and having that sort of you know really cynical almost pharisaical mind you know inbuilt from my upbringing there, um, I often I I am the one who does get troubled. I would yeah. be the one going to the Apostle yeah. Paul going, but Paul, this guy's doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm right. really getting caught yeah. up about it. And I hear vo- I hear that voice of Paul saying, just chill. Just, yeah. it's okay. Don't worry. Yeah. But then I, 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 reading it again this time, I really, it really hammered home to my own heart. Yeah. And when I do things out of selfish mm. ambition, mm. when I do things yeah. like I'm the guilty, I'm the yeah. criminal under my yeah. own hat, yeah. I'm the person yeah. who's guilty of it. Yeah. I almost hear Paul saying to me, it's okay. Yeah. Just God, relax. God will still use that. You, you don't will, have to get to a point of perfection before God uses because it. Because it's yet it's a yet another, again, we're getting very meta here, but even in doing this, you know, even doing what we do, Matt, yeah. and, and even, you know, even in the small way with, with the episodes that we put out and the discussion that we have and the discussions yeah. we have with people, uh, you know, uh, you know, at the church that we go to, your role, uh, you know, as a, as a teaching pastor there, uh, my role, my day-to-day role, uh, working in the radio station yeah. that I work at, people come to me and, you know, and people come to you and they're looking for truth or they're looking for something, you know, to yeah. set them free. Yeah. And sometimes we do something and and the, we, we're wrestling with our ego yeah. in, in the manner yeah. that we do it. Yeah. I read this time with Paul saying, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to wrestle with that. Yeah. Just keep your mind right. Don't use that as yet another thing to separate you from yeah. Christ. You can be free yeah. in the fact that you're you in your in your the very deepest part of you. You want the yeah. right thing to happen. I was I was reflecting on this actually um, recently as I look back. You know, I've I've been doing ministry stuff for many many years, yeah. and th- there there have been. And I'm still on this journey, but there have been stages where, where I, I just look back and I just think my motives were atrocious, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely atrocious. <laughs> I was in a terrible state. like, And yet it amazes me the way that God used that. I mean, yeah. the grace of God oh. to still use me in the midst of that. And, and it, 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 it has this imp- – it has such an impact on me when I look mm. back and I think – um, because I, I recognize that, okay, I just need to 
I, I need not despair. I'm not going to say, "Oh, God can never use me because mm-hmm. I'm so." It was just a lot of a lot of people mm-hmm. think that, "Oh, I, I'm I'm so messed up. I'm struggling with this problem, and as long as I struggle with this issue, uh, God will never use me." Mm-hmm. I, I think I think we we need to encourage uh, folks and by with this scripture here that God will use us, mm-hmm. whichever state, whatever state we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, just keep serving God. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep serving God because. It it reminds us of that big picture. It reminds us of what uh, is important, and uh, God is more gracious than we think. Yeah, Amen, <laughs> Amen. All right, now let's wrap this up. Um, Paul then Paul then uh, moves in in you know uh, you know in in chapter one uh, at the end. There is you know, and also this is something that ties up again and again and again. Is that we are to be living? He says at the end of chapter chapter one and verse twenty seven. Twenty seven. Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven. Yeah. Now, on you know, a couple episodes ago, we talked about Paul having this, you know, wonderful mindset of being able to talk about positionally, like the yeah. truth of the matter of where you are in the heavens. You know, like you know, yeah. this great grandiose spiritual statements, and then being able to practically turn it around and say, okay, because of this amazing truth, yeah. here's how you are to live. Yeah, and we get that over and over again here in this yeah. book as well. Yeah. So the position is gifted. I mean, this is the uh, the, the position isn't earned. You know, I've got, I, I'm as though we've got to get ourselves in the right condition hmm. and then somehow we'll achieve this higher position with God. No, we're given the higher position with God by grace through faith in Christ. Hmm. We're given that. We're gifted that. And then and now we need to learn to live up to what we are. Yeah. It's like you have this position. That becomes the imperative actually. You have I'm giving you this position. Now that becomes the imperative to live up to that and yeah. to and to fulfill that um in a way that uh, honors that position that honors the grace in us being given that and actually to me the grace of God motivates me to want to live a better life more than any code of law or any degree of punishments against the grace of God uh, compels me the more as I shared just recently that that sense of seeing the grace of God at work in my life that inspires me to live up to that more than any other thing in life. Ah, the special little book, the little letter of Philippians. What an amazing, amazing gift this is. And uh, I'm enjoying going through this with Matt and reading through it in the Thrive Daily Readings. Hopefully you are as well. Can't wait to get into the discussion further next week. Uh, And hopefully we didn't get too meta there at the end, talking about how in this book, how Paul talks about the motivations of those preaching Christ, how that can be a check on our own motivations and how both Matt and I have even had a a discussion about our motivations for doing this podcast, doing this for you right now. And it's beautiful to see as we read through scripture, that is what uh, the spirit uses to keep our motivations in check. Well, we would love your questions. Head over to the website, thrivetoday.net.au. You'll be able to see contact. If you head over to the contact page on thrivetoday.net.au, you'll be able to submit your questions there. It's really easy. And everything that you send to us, we read and we'll get back to you on. But thanks so much for listening. Tell a friend about the show and we'll see you next week on Thrive Deeper. Thanks. 
Thanks for listening to Thrive Deeper. If you have questions you would like answered, contact us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Thrive Deeper or at the Thrive Today website where you can also subscribe to the Thrive Daily Bible Reading Guide. That's at thrivetoday.net.au. Until next time, Thrive. I think by the sad thing is the time this episode comes out, you'll have already probably been and come back. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dear. Um, and uh, some big things happening for Sons of Korra by, by the end of this year. Yeah. There's some, yeah. you know, we won't get into it now, but uh, there's some exciting stuff happening yeah. for Sons of Korra. Yeah. And uh, how many, what's, it, what's it been? What, what year was the official year of Sons of Korra's begin? Uh, well, sort of '94. We we had a slow first few years, you know, between '1994 yeah. uh, and sort of '98 was pretty slow. But the official beginning '94. Yeah, yeah. The first kind of advertised gig actually, come and see Sons of Korra play. Yeah, it was '1994. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we're talking. I've got got a cassette actually of that gig, <laughs> a cassette recording of that Is of that a- concert. Can we? Can uh, it's we- terrible. Actually, it's really <laughs> terrible. Yeah. I, I was amazed we ever had any uh, any success because it's, yeah. it's quite it's it's yeah it's quite terrible. Well, you know, you got better. You got better. <laughs> we got better. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, so what's that been? That's twenty four years. Uh, it's twenty eighteen. Yeah. That's twenty four years. Yeah, Next year is twenty five uh, years. Yeah, so, yeah we, we we get old, don't we? Wow, twenty five years. Yeah. Wow. No, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. We are uh, totally, totally randomly changing gears there. We are getting into the-